Welcome to Phone Messages, episode 112. Help me move. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play message number seven from Brian Omelia. And once again, I am happy to have Brian back for an interview after he fell from a roof last August. The message most likely comes from the late summer of 1989 and is 22 seconds long. Here we go. Paul, I was wondering if you'd like to help me move tonight, or I was wondering if you would help me move tonight, since you probably won't like doing it. I don't want to give you the wrong impression about moving like it's some kind of fun thing. But if you do... I needed help moving, and I know that, like, asking friends to help you move. Well, I'm going to leave you with this quote. It's from CSI, uh, show back in the day, television show. And uh, Nick, quote from Nick, he says, A good friend will help you move. A really good friend will help you move a body. And I'm going to leave you with that, Paul. I'll talk to you later. At that point, the interview came to an abrupt end because Brian had a football game to watch. Fortunately, I have a nice excerpt from the discussion of his previous message. It starts with me asking how a boy from the flat plains of Illinois became such a downhill ski fanatic. Did you start skiing when you were young? When did you start skiing? Yeah, when I was five years old, we lived out here in Colorado Springs. We lived out here for four and a half years, but then... Every year after that, the whole time, even in college, I came out with my parents. So I skied every year in Colorado growing up. I mean, in the end, my dad ended up hitting hitting a tree, and then, you know, he never skied again, and he's still kind of crippled from that accident. Skiing used to be a lot less safe. They didn't realize some of the dangers they put in our way, but they used to have big catwalks that cut across the runs, and it was a really foggy day, so you couldn't see much, and my dad hit one of their catwalks, which just launched him, and he flew off into the trees, and he hit the tree with his leg lock, and it shattered his pelvis, and eventually he had to have his pelvis replaced. That was when I was 16. That was kind of, uh, you know, certainly life-changing for my dad. What's a catwalk? There's these things called snowcats, and they groom the slopes. It's like a tractor that runs on the snow, and it. they used to have roads that basically, you know, switched back across the whole run. They weren't too concerned about it until there were lots of accidents that happened and they realized that they can't have the run go over those because what it creates, you've got a ski run coming down the hill and when you put a flat road cutting across it, that becomes like a jump. So if you come into that at speed, you get, you get launched into the air. They've lessened that a lot in skiing. I mean, they still have to have those cat track access things. 
but they tend to put a lot of bamboo and it's not like back in the day where every run had those they were about every 200 yards you came across one of those kind of like you didn't realize they were coming not in the fog <laughs> well and we were sort of especially my dad we were midwest years that came out for one week a year you know at the time i thought we were good but once i got here and i really lived the ski culture now we were sucky midwestern skiers and that day my dad got to be the ski girl's problem he went to the he got an evac down with the sled and then they had to fly him to lakewood same hospital i went to in fact the doctor that fixed me studied under the doctor that fixed him. And they were both at the same hospital. Crazy. Like my surgeon actually, he didn't remember my dad, but he remembered my dad's surgeon. How did you find that out? My dad knew that I was basically in the same ICU that he was at 30 years earlier. Then, yeah, and I, I told that to my surgeon, and he was like, oh, yeah, I remember your dad's guy. You know, I, I was special case ball, man. I got busted up. They couldn't believe that I sort of healed back the way I did. Brian, without a doubt, is the closest I know to a daredevil, both in his occupation and his recreation. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in 2019, roofers had the fourth highest fatality rate, only behind fishers, loggers, and small aircraft pilots. Farming, which Brian did as a youth, was number nine on the list. As for skiing, the life-altering accident of Brian's father reflects the dangers on the slopes. A review of academic literature since the mid-80s, when Brian's dad hit a tree, does show a decrease in the injury rate, from 6 per 1,000 skier days to 3 per 1,000 skier days today. However, there is a significant debate concerning the perils of the sport. Going back to the 1980s, many newspaper articles tout the safety of skiing and blame most accidents on reckless skiers. These articles often rely on the National Ski Areas Association, an industry group, which claims that major injuries happen less than one in a million visits. However, publicity statements on ski slope safety can at times come off as absurd. For example, I found frequent quotes arguing skiing is safer than flying in an airplane. A 1986 article from the Minneapolis Star Tribune cites a spokesperson for the NSAA who argues that flying has one serious incident for every 800,000 passengers making it more dangerous than the one-in-a-million chance of tragedy on the slopes. It's true that commercial aviation in the 1980s at times saw slightly more than one death in a million passengers, but it has since dropped well below this, while the rate of ski fatalities remains the same. 
Moreover, focusing on catastrophic accidents ignores the much larger frequency of non-fatal but nonetheless serious injuries. A recent study of 20 mountain zip codes by the Colorado Sun found an average of 10 skiers or snowboarders transported to emergency rooms each day during ski season, and more than one-third of those patients required immediate surgery. Here's hoping Brian's return to the slopes does not mean a return to the hospital. If you would like to share some alpine safety tips, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Many thanks to Brian for sharing his memories. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.